Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson, welcome to Going In Raw. Count out the only top 10 countdown type show right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are found, including CastBox. Got a great partnership with CastBox. Awesome way to help the show out. Totally free. Go to CastBox. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment or something. Yeah, it's not, all good. Well, it's not going to be on this on this channel very longer, very much longer. This is the last countout, last episode of countout. Yeah, we're gonna try something new next week. So here's the thing. Uh, I kind of feel like we're we're sort of caring a little bit less and less about countouts. I think here's here's my thing. So when we do top tens, I feel like too often they've already been done better. It's yeah. one thing to do sort of a podcast format version of a top 10, which I don't think not a lot of really, not a lot of people do, but like, you know, our friends over at, you know, uh, cultaholic, obviously what culture, um, Brian Zane, I think does lists also highly produced, very entertaining. Uh, and then we do what we do. <laughs> and then we do what we do, uh, which is fine. I think there's, you know, I think there's, there's, you know, there's something to be said for what we do, but uh, we're not terribly inspired. Too often, some of the the shows that we do of Count Out, we could easily slip into like anytime there's a new signee, we always do top ten dream matches. We could include that with when we talk about the signing itself. Yeah, all the historical stuff has pretty much been covered, and on top of that. I'm we're sort of getting to the point like we've been talking about doing like a retrospective on brawl for all. Yeah. But as a more produced thing. So I kind of I, I like the idea of doing it's good. I like the idea. Keep things casual for this last episode. That's good. I like the idea of doing top 10 esque things. Uh, but just in a more produced way and not like the demand of doing it every single week. Just when it feels appropriate. If there's like, for example, the thing, the one that we've always wanted to do, the top 10 neatest things Edge did. 
Oh, that's what she did for the last one. On well, I, I want to do that as like a more produced one, like as oh. on on like a, a significant anniversary. I don't know when did he retire? Like after WrestleMania, that's coming up in uh, eight months, whatever it is, right? Then we do a more produced version of the top ten neatest things Edge has done. We should even try to get Edge on the show so that he can tell us what the neatest things he did. Yeah, it'd be was. great to have Edge's input in the neatest things Edge has ever done. I know, right? He can tell us what the coolest. So I would, I would rather spend that time doing something else. So we came up with a, an idea. It kind of, it kind of, in one sense, uh, uh, offers to people something they've been asking for us for a while: short form recap type stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna do. We're gonna keep kind of the top ten format. Yeah. And it's, it's gonna be like a week in review. Yes, exactly. So if you don't have time to sit here for an hour, listen to us talk about Raw, another hour to talk about SmackDown, another hour to talk about NXT 205 Live, and then sift through the dirt sheet, uh, sorry, the Monday and Friday episodes for uh, you know News. info on Ring of Honor, New Japan. We're going to put everything that happened in the world of wrestling, for the most part, into our Saturday podcast episode. Yeah. It's probably going to be, it's definitely going to be called something different. I'm going to whip up a new cool video intro title thing for it. Maybe. No, it's not a good name. I don't know what we're going to call it. We're not going to decide here on air we're going to call it. Or maybe we are. I don't know. Think about it. Okay. He'll think about it. Okay. So that's the plan for next week. This week we're going to do. What about WWW Weekly Wrestling Wrap-Up? That's just like an internet thing. Well, we are an internet thing. Yeah, but no, I don't like it. I do not like it. It's not good. Somebody's probably already done that before. We'll think of it. Um, so, anyways, uh, but it has to be like a top two because it's still going to be a ten thing. It's still going to be like the top ten yeah, so stories like of wrestling. The, 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 the ten things you need. Probably to know. just going to be called the top ten things you need to know about wrestling this week. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so we decided to close out count out in its current iteration and maybe ever. I don't know. Uh, with the top ten wrestlers that we like, right? Our top ten favorite wrestlers. All right, so that you have evens and I have odds, but there's a lot of crossover. There's a little bit of crossover. Yeah, because one through ten are Adam Cole. Bye, everybody. Have a good night. See you later. Boom. Here we go, number ten. Oh, that's not right. Yeah, like ten years from now, I'm sure Adam Cole will be one through ten, but he still needs to get more of a WWE career. Number ten. Ten. The Rock. Oh, he was my pick. Uh, I was huge into The Rock uh, throughout college. Yeah. He was my favorite. Um, he was funny. Yeah. Um, he dropped great promos. Oh yeah. Um, he could put on really good matches. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'll keep going back to Survivor Series '98. It's best pay per view ever. Yeah, and it revolves around him. Yeah. 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 It's a star making performance from The Rock. He'd easily make my list as well. So yeah, I definitely, I'm with you on this one. The Rock, like you said. I mean, like he was, the, he was definitely he was the funniest. It's funny that like him. It's kind of like it's weird how like. Lennon and McCartney, two of the top songwriter, pop songwriters of all time, are in the same group. It's weird that like The Rock and Stone Cold, two of the most charismatic wrestlers ever, like maybe the two most charismatic wrestlers ever, uh, were in the same company at the same exact yeah. time. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. weird. Although I don't, I'm not like as into The Rock these days. Like whenever he shows up. Oh, I don't really care about it. Yeah. Yeah. But he, 90, 98, 99 Rock was prime Rock. Yeah. That was best. Yeah. That was the best. Yeah. Number nine. Nine. Daniel Bryan. I don't know what it is about Daniel Bryan. Number one, he's... He's, he's really relatable. Yes, he is. That's the thing. He's Naturally. relatable. Yes, he's yeah. just a relatable guy. He's, yeah. He's what, like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's like yeah. average height. Yeah. 
Um, he's in good shape, but he's not like otherworldly muscular. You, it seems like if 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 anybody spent I don't know a good eighteen months in the gym with some serious amount of dedication, they could easily have a body like Daniel Bryan. He's the guy who comes off least like a character. Yeah, he just comes across as a guy, as just him. His kayfabe name is just his real name, more or less reversed. Yeah, his Brian real name Danielson. is Brian Danielson. They took the son off Danielson yeah. and just re. To switch the names around, and that's his wrestling name in WWE. You know what they should have done? Called him American Dragon, like he was in uh, Ring of Honor and stuff. No, they should have done. They should have called instead of Brian Daniel Sun with an S O N at the end. They should have called him Brian Daniel Sen with an E N at the end. Instead of O N, it's an E N. They should have done that. This means from different parts of Scandinavia. Then, uh, oh, is that what that means? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, so yeah, they should have done that. Anyways, I love him. He's great. And on top of that, he's like a really, really, really super good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, you always know you're going to get really, really good matches out of him. Mm-hmm. Even when you have somebody like Big Kaz is in there with him. Their second match was pretty good. I know, the one they right? Had right? Right before Kaz got fired. Big, well, hold on. Kaz. Kaz. Well, no, I'm not speaking about his tenure in WWE. Therefore, I can still refer to him as Kaz. Kaz. Number eight. Eight. It's not Big Kaz. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero. So I met Eddie Guerrero once. <laughs> That's why he's your favorite. No, he was great. Eddie Guerrero was, I mean, the reason I, I wanted to go meet Eddie Guerrero, because I loved his work, this is back in the WCW days. This is probably 1997, I would yeah. say. So uh, You were in your mid-30s? Uh, early 40s. Um, and so uh, I guess WCW was either in town or they were just doing promotional stuff to for a future show. But Eddie Guerrero had an autograph signing in the parking lot of a Craig and Auto Parts. How many hundreds of people showed up? Uh, 40 <laughs> Maybe 50 It was a hot summer day 50 that's a lot though Yeah 40 or 50 that's a lot and This is you know in, in suburban Sacramento California Yeah Um. So I went <laughs> Just kind of hung around there the, the, the entire time he was there This is amazing Because you're not talking about his accomplishments You're talking about How are you hanging out With him in a parking lot You know Had a little chit chat with him Yeah Got an autograph Do you remember what he said No Yeah he seemed very tired. Yeah, everybody does. When I saw when I ran into Jeff Hardy at a McDonald's in '99 or whatever it was, uh, he seemed super tired. Yeah, you know, he was like doing this. Yeah, I imagine that lifestyle is very exhausting. Anyways, yeah, no, we're we're headed on now to Bakersfield. So, again, the reason I wanted to get Eddie Guerrero's autographs because I liked his work. This is, I think, around the time it was after this. I think he's doing a lot of stuff with Chavo. Yeah, cheat to win. Yeah, that's great stuff. It was great stuff. Yeah. Eddie was awesome. He was mm-hmm. great in WCW, really underutilized. Mm-hmm. Um, Winner of WWE in 2000 or so, mm-hmm. um, and really took off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, eventually became WWE champion. Yeah, won all sorts of belts. You know, uh, passed away far too early. Yeah, way too early. Um, but he was great. He was really he man. Can't say enough good things about Eddie Guerrero. No, he's fantastic. Uh, yeah, passed away way too early. I'll never forget that scene with him and Benoit at the end of WrestleMania 20, mm-hmm. 20, 20, uh, one there, but you know, it's like two guys from WCW least likely to reach the top of WWE and there they are. Yep. And it was fantastic. Yep. So, you know, he is fantastic. Number seven, seven, Chris Jericho. It's funny. Cause like, I never really thought of him as like one of my all time favorites, but like recently I just sort of been putting it together with him. Like, Man, especially now that like when he's in New Japan doing like crazy stuff and just reinvent continually reinventing himself and every single time out it's something more interesting and, mm-hmm. and different. Um, 
but you know, going back to WCW, dude, he was like our favorite back. Oh then, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, back when he was trying to get a feud with Goldberg, that was mm-hmm. hilarious. And he's I know, in that yeah, feud with Dean Malenko, great yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic, and uh, you know, who can his debut on Raw, which was just like maybe the greatest debut ever, like ever. Um, everybody knowing that like he was underutilized and, and not treated well in WCW. Like we just all knew that. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to WWF and it's like instantly they make him a star mm-hmm. or they, they treat him like the star he yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the best. And then like, he just kept, kept on coming back, winning world titles, first world ever title after undisputed world title. champion. Yeah. Yeah. And then now everything he's doing, you know, in new Japan, he can just come and go as he pleases wherever he wants. He's got this cruise coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really amazing what he's done he's got his podcast he's in a band and he's in he's got his band he seems like he's living the life that he really wants yeah exactly and he's amazing he is amazing so yeah chris jericho definitely on my top list of top guys it's number six six randy savage oh yeah macho man i i i I dare you try just try to watch a macho man compilation promo compilation promo compilation and turn it off before it ends. Yeah. Just try. Yeah. It's almost impossible. It is impossible. You cannot turn away from the Macho Man during one of his promos. He was maybe the most unique promo guy there has ever been in terms of like, you cannot turn away from him. No, you can't turn away from him because he never never knew what he was going to say. Yeah. And then what he said, you always ask yourself, did that make any sense? But then it kind of all did. It made sense. I mean, there's there's the Ultimate Warrior who would literally just spew pure nonsense on, during his promos. Yeah. And uh, he, I guess he got by on intensity. Yeah. But, you know, there, the classic one was Savage where he brought in that little cup of creamer. Yeah. The cream of the crop. Well, here's the thing about he Savage. He uses visual metaphors to describe himself. He would also... Here's the thing about Savage. It was obvious that the dude was, A, highly intelligent. Oh, yeah. But, B insanely clever mm-hmm. because all the like the superficiality of the warriors promos which were just like just a bunch of like really really intense garbage like he said a bunch of nothing macho man had had that intensity had that charisma where you can't look away but what he said was hilarious and insanely clever and you could see mean gene try like, not to laugh try not to laugh i know and that's that's the sign of somebody who's super clever you know and that, that that's a special mind right there and that's that's randy savage for but also you can't uh you can't not talk about his in-ring abilities he's yeah. probably one of the best athletes in wwe in the early mid 80s yeah um his match against steamboat wrestlemania 3 is a classic and the, the so i think it was uh was it bill simmons site that did the oral history of uh macho man steamboat or the oral his oh grantland right grant i think it was Grantland. yeah yeah, that yeah, yeah that's that. good yeah. read Oh, it's an amazing read. You know, I'm sitting in the hotel room going yeah. to notes. Yep. Oh man, that's just the best. So yeah, Randy Savage, like probably my all, yeah my all time in terms of like the '80s wrestlers. You oh know, yeah, all from that era. Yeah. Number five. Five. CM Punk. Man, he was so cool. Why is his name so small? In comparison to everybody else. There you go. All right, there you go. Perfect. That's where that's where it should be. Um. So, like, CM Punk was, like, uh, number one, he's a big nerd for comics. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. Mm-hmm. Number two, best promo guy of his day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, he just, like, looked really cool. 
Like nobody else looked like him. He looked like super worn out and like and beat up. Well, I think that's it wasn't it wasn't just because <laughs> he was he was super worn out and super beat up. But for his day, for his time, and I sort of see a parallel with Daniel Bryan a little bit. CM Punk every match he had, he acted. It came off like he was acting like it was. It could be his last one, mm-hmm. you know. And there's something really, really cool about that. He obviously took. It's funny because he had the right balance of taking this shit really seriously and understanding the ridiculousness. Yeah, he was that that essence of pro wrestling, which is something that you can take it super seriously and at the same time understand that it's completely ridiculous. He encapsulated that perfectly. Absolutely perfect. I just wish that they would have given him some time off to flip and rest. I know. It's like you have to under. Like, it's surprising to me that the front office would take a look at their wrestlers and say, well, this guy phones it in a bunch, so he, we don't really need to give him a whole lot of rest. This guy, people really seem to like him. He gives everything he has in the ring. He, he needs some rest. Mm-hmm. Like on a case-by-case basis. Because yeah, there's plenty of guys who phone it in. Yeah. But then there's some guys also who like do everything. I know. All the time. I know. And he was one of those guys. And it's bizarre to me that they would have been... It just, That's just the way the business is run. Yeah, and it just came off like Triple H didn't like the guy. Like well, it, that might have been actually part of it, too. I think that actually was the case. Like, it just seemed like he didn't like what it. What was that one contract signing between CM Punk and John Cena? You can just see the contempt yeah. Triple H had for CM Punk all over his face. Triple H wasn't a great actor. <laughs> I think that was real. Exactly. Which makes it bizarre that he's on this list. Number four. Four. Minoru Suzuki. This is your spirit animal. Yeah, man. I would argue that Minoru Suzuki might be, if not isn't, mm-hmm. the most legitimate badass to ever be in professional wrestling. After watching some of his Pancrase matches, whoa, pretty much. Yeah. 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 He was one of the co-founders of, uh, he got started, I think, I believe in professional wrestling, um, left that to start Pancrase, um, competed in that for a number of years was a king of Pancrase. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person, I think, to beat Ken Shamrock twice mm-hmm. during Ken Shamrock's heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, he went back to wrestling. He wrestled in New Japan. He wrestled all over the place. There's all sorts. Go on, uh, uh, on, on Google and just type in Minoru Suzuki GIF, mm-hmm. and you will see such a wide breadth yeah. of wrestling. You see him being a badass. Mm-hmm. You see him wrestling a match in, in the empty Tokyo Dome on the baseball field. Yeah. You see him run over somebody on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him wrestle a, a, a guy in a robot outfit. Yeah. You see all these things. Did you mention the Godzilla one? No, that was a, yeah, there's a Godzilla thing too. Yeah. He's done it all. Um, he's done it. He's done it all extremely well. He's still out there kicking ass at nearly 50 years old. Mm-hmm. No, he just turned 50. Sorry, yeah. celebrated his 30th anniversary. Um, in the wrestling ring, apparently putting on a classic against uh, Kazuchika Okada in a pouring, like, monsoon. We need to watch that. I know. We it's really on, it's on the that. New Japan World. I know. Um, you know, I, and I feel like I'm only really scratching the surface of what Min- Minoru Suzuki has done in his career, and I, I, I think he's the absolute greatest. And I can imagine the more I look into what he's done throughout his career, the more I'll appreciate him. Yeah. No, he's fantastic. He is awesome. Number three. Three. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whoa, I thought Stone Cold was your favorite ever. Well, I, I thought about it and thought about it in about, for about 10 minutes. And then I, I switched this, this guy with my number one. And there's a, very, a couple good reasons for that. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, this is not like a big shocker. This is not some underground pick. This isn't like, oh, I liked Orville Brown a lot. This is, you do like Orville Brown a lot, don't you? I, I don't know dick about Orville Brown besides he was the first NWA champion. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin is a lot of people's favorites. Do you know... Every time, this doesn't happen with any other shirt, when I wear my Stone Cold, the 8-bit Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, 
every single time I get multiple compliments throughout the day. Oh, yeah. And I barely go anywhere. Yeah, you do. I am usually here or at home. And it's not, they're, and I don't they're say, not coming from you. Yeah, because I'm the one that got you the shirt. They're not coming from my family. Nope. Uh, they, wherever else I go. When you're strolling through, uh, what's that gr- grocery store near your place? Uh, Winco. Winco. Get it's, yourself a, a, a take-home pizza. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I wear it to like Planet Fitness. Uh-huh. I'll always get a, a, a notice there. And oh, hell yeah there. And oh, hell yeah. Um, when we went to the coffee shop, yeah. somebody mentioned that there. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. They do whatever this is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, hey, I don't know that. Um, but yeah, growing up, like talk about a dude who when he'd cut in a promo, you cannot look away from yep. him. He had that weird speech thing that, <laughs> that thing. You couldn't look away from the dude. And he had such intensity they could stare at someone while never blinking. And all the stunners he would drop, he, like you understand, growing up, like, well, in college anyways, watching him during the Attitude Era live as it happened, you understood the pop that he would get when the glass broke. Everybody just lost their shit. It was Mm -hmm. like the Beatles, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that glass broke. I was like, oh my God, because you knew he was going to come stomping out with his knee braces and his short shorts. And his vest. Start dropping stunners. And he didn't look goofy at all. And he just started dropping stunners on everybody. I mean, nobody's been like that. Nobody's been like that. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number two. Two. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. You know I'm cute. You know I'm cute. Um, It was. Oops. That was the wrong thing. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> this is your favorite dude. Yeah, it, it, it's really 1A, 1B between uh, HBK and Minoru Suzuki. Okay, sure. I feel like once I really understand the full scope of what Minoru Suzuki has done on this planet, he could easily be number one. Mm-hmm. Historically speaking, however, Shawn Michaels has been my favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. Going back to the late 90s. Yeah. Um, when I started getting back into wrestling, it coincided with the formation of DX. Yeah. So I only really caught maybe another, I don't know, a few months of his uh, first WWF run. And then, uh, you know, he'd make the sporadic appearances as guest referee. He was GM of, I think, Raw for a little bit. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, when, I, when he came back full-time is kind of when I got out of wrestling for a spell. And one of the, the, the pleasures I've had watching content in WWE Network is catching up on all the stuff that I missed um, because uh, I w- wasn't really into watching wrestling as much during his second run, yeah. and it's been an absolute delight because he put on some of his, he did some of his best work mm-hmm. when he came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to take away from his earlier work either, because he was putting on great matches even back as a member of the Rockers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think there's a really good reason why a lot of people consider him probably the best in-ring performer in the history of the business is because every match he gave it his all. Yeah. I thought you mentioned that with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. It seemed like every match Shawn Michaels wrestled it as if it was going to be his last. He yep. put his body out there, put his body on the line, bumping all over the place, selling, making his opponent look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not to say he never had a bad match, but his good matches are just as good as any matches anybody's ever put on. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Number one. One. This one is mine. The game Triple H. Look, man, here's the thing. When I was in college, he was the prime. But he's maybe like the best heel maybe ever. He was, he, this dude worked so in an age of anti-heroes. You had Stone Cold. You had guys like The Rock. You had guys like, even back then, Undertaker was starting to do the anti-hero thing. Yeah, when he was uh, the the... Dead man, the biker. Yeah, Undertaker. it was like yeah. it was like American badass. Sorry, it was like cool to be a bad guy. 
Well, Triple H wasn't about that. Triple H was about being the guy who was actually bad. Being the guy who used a sledgehammer to win. You're talking like, about the Reign of Terror. Well, kind of, yeah. But even like before then, like he was doing the funny stuff with DX also. But then, you you know, after all that, you would hear from everybody just about, well, mainly the click, about how smart Triple H was, how much of a head for the business he had. Um, how much he wanted, to, how much knowledge he wanted to absorb from everybody around him. This dude. Not just from other wrestlers, yeah. but from production across the board. This dude made it his his goal to be the most hated guy in pro wrestling, and he largely accomplished that. And yet when he got injured, tore, tearing his quad off his muscle, I'm sorry, off his bone, uh, finished the match, came back eight or nine months later to a massive, huge ovation. And this guy's supposed to be like the biggest bad guy ever. And, and he had been, but people appreciated his work so much. And then, of course, he went back to being a heel shortly after that. But he's got a love and respect, respect of history. I think it was up to him. We've never seen Undertaker's streak end. I'm really looking forward to the day when he's fully running the show. I hope that day comes because I do think that the difference between NXT and main roster that matters at this moment has nothing to do with even necessarily style of wrestling. It has to do with long-term vision. Mm -hmm. And Triple H has long-term vision, especially when it comes to his uh, his child, not his literal child, but his brainchild, NXT. It's the best wrestling there is today in the way the stories are told, the TV production, the takeovers, which are the hottest shows. You know, every single year, takeovers are the shows um, that people buzz the most about. And that's all Triple H. Uh, the man is everything great about wrestling. Yes, he had some, some, some bumps along the way. His reign of terror when he probably should have been putting some other guys over. But then if you look at his WrestleMania win-loss record, it's actually he's actually lost quite a bit at WrestleMania. Um, so, uh, so yeah, hasn't all been plumb. Like he, didn't he bang like a dead person one time? Yeah. Yeah. Kayfabe. Uh, so there's been some like, you know, not great stuff too, but you know, not everybody, not everybody's got, well, everybody's got their, you know, their shit stains on their career, you know? Uh, and so, uh, but you know, the, the good for me with triple H far outweighs mm -hmm. the bad. I remember back when I used to watch him wrestle, even if it was against like a guy like the rock who I loved, Deep down, I was like, man, I kind of want Triple H to win this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I kind of want Triple H to win this. So Triple H is my number one, my favorite wrestler of all time. And he, the dude gave us NXT. Yeah. And I think he was instrumental in bringing like Bruno back to the mm -hmm, WWE. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's like, he's like everybody loves the guy. Yeah. I think, kind of. Maybe not. Like Steiner probably doesn't. Yeah, probably not. Probably. Who do you think uh, is more, more uh, beloved? Kevin Nash by other wrestlers. Kevin Nash or Triple H? Oh, Kevin Nash. Yeah, everybody seems to love Kevin Nash. Yeah. Triple H can't be loved by everybody because he's like still the head of the corporate thing. That's true. I know CM Punk doesn't like Triple H. Yeah, exactly. But he probably, I think he likes Kevin Nash. Yeah, he seems to be cool with Kevin Nash. Everybody likes Kevin Nash. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. He seems like a pretty laid back dude. Kevin Nash and Kane, everybody loves both those guys. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. Except for, well, with Kevin Nash, not Bob Holly, not Shane Douglas. Yeah. But, but as we t said before, they both seem kind of grumpy. Yeah, they're kind of grumpy. They seem like it, anyways. Anyways, that's it for the last episode of Countdown for now. Anyways, uh, we'll be back next week with our all-encompassing, as yet untitled, going in raw show. We're going to try to make a big deal about it. So until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.